Hey, it's Pastor Jason. Thank you so much for listening to The Daily Hit. You can get this and much more at jasonjohncowart.com. And if you're getting something from this content, be sure to share it with your friends. All right, let's jump into today's verse. Matthew 9, 37-38 says this. He said to the disciples, The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask Him to send more workers into His fields. All week long, we've been talking about different tools that you can use to help you when it comes to interpreting the Bible. Now, it's really important that you be careful when you interpret the Scripture because you don't want the Scripture to say something that it doesn't say. Like, you don't want to read in your own specific proclivities into that verse or a passage of Scripture you're dealing with because you want to be sure that what's been written is saying the right thing. So there's a difference between eisegesis and exegesis. Now, we exegete, which means we let the word, the verse, the passage speak what it says. Eisegesis is when we take our own specific twists on it and we make it say what we want it to say. So obviously we want to avoid that one. And so we've talked about different things that you can do to help you in this process. We talked about the context and God's character. We talked about digging into the Greek, the Hebrew, the original languages. We talked about asking the Holy Spirit to illuminate what's going on in this specific verse. And I'm going to leave you with one more today. But this one can be a little bit more subjective because it makes room for a person's specific interpretation or their life experience. Here's what we're talking about today. Um, It's tapping into other people to help you identify what a passage of scripture means. Now, let me first say this. It's really important that if you're going to spend some time digging into the word, um, it's great to have a friend or a family member or somebody that you can reach out to, maybe your pastor or whatever, that's had some education and training. Now, listen, education and training is not necessarily a guarantee that you're going to get an accurate interpretation. But at least from my time in college, one of the things we did is we would find a verse and we would spend class times debating that verse and figuring out what is this really saying and what is God trying to tell us and what does this mean in terms of the body of Christ and and how we're supposed to help move the kingdom forward. So I really miss those opportunities to just kind of like, like spar back and forth with other people who had different thoughts and different opinions and different ideas. And what it did was it not only opened your eyes to another viewpoint that might cause your viewpoint to alter slightly, but it also gave you the opportunity to defend your viewpoint so that you can be even stronger when it comes to explaining what you believe and why you believe it. I'm going to tell you right now, you need to be sure that if you believe something, you have a reason to believe it, not just, well, because I've always been told that. That's a part of why you digging into the word is so important because it gives you the opportunity to open your eyes to what a Bible verse might be saying that you've never seen before. So you need to tap into other people. I, I tend to tap into three different sources whenever I have a situation where there a Bible verse or something like that, that I kind of need some clarity on. So the first one is um, I will typically go to a commentary. Now, commentaries are uh, books that have been written by people or by organizations that attempt to explain scripture. The one I use most often is Matthew Henry's. Now, Matthew Henry wrote a complete commentary of the Bible all the way back in 1706. And I'm telling you, it's fire, man. I love it. I really get a lot from reading Matthew Henry's commentary. Now, is Matthew Henry the ultimate authority? No, of course not. The Bible is the ultimate authority. But the reason I tap into Matthew Henry is not so I can take it as gospel, but so that it can help me have a deeper understanding of a specific passage. And then it can also help me enlighten my mind and open my mind to what the Holy Spirit might be trying to say, because Matthew might have a little bit different take on it than I did. And so it's really great to dig into commentaries. Now, like I said, I typically use the Matthew Henry commentary, but there are tons of them out there. So so feel free to just like dive into like biblehub.com or biblegateway.com 
Um, these are great places where you can find these commentaries, and and most of the times they're free. So um, be sure to jump in on that. So that's the first one. The second one is I tap into friends that are around me. So I have a, a few friends that I talk with every single day. We talk everything. We talk Bible. We talk family. We talk it all. And so if I come across a verse and I'm like, man, I really am not sure about this verse, I'll just throw it out to them and say, hey, what do you guys think about this? And whenever they read the verse, they'll come back with, well, you know, I think this, or I think this, or as soon as I read it, I felt like the Lord said this. It's great to be able to bounce these verses off of each other and figure out what's really going on. And then lastly, I talk to pastors. I talk to pastors in my life that can help me identify things that maybe I'm missing. And, and it really helps me dig into the verse some more. So when we talk about this specific verse, he said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Now, uh, that's a pretty clear passage of scripture, but what I'd like to do to end today, I'd like to just read from Matthew Henry's commentary on this. Listen to what it says. It is a blessed thing to see people in love with good preaching. The valleys are then covered over with corn and there are hopes that it may be well gathered in. That is a gale of opportunity that calls for a double care and diligence in the improvement of it. A harvest day should be a busy day. It was a pity when it was so that the laborers should be so few, that the corn should shed and spoil and rot upon the ground for want of reapers. Loiters many, but laborers very few. It is ill with the church when good work stands still or goes slowly on for want of good workmen. When it is so, the laborers that there are have need to be very busy. I mean, when I read this, what I take from it is it's a sad thing when there are few laborers. It's not just a call for more laborers, but it's a recognition that it's a sad day when there are few because the corn spoils and sheds and rots upon the ground for want of reapers. And then that last verse that, 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 that within the church, it's ill because the good work stands still. And what happens is because the church is want of good workmen, the laborers that are there are so overwhelmed because they're so busy. It's an invitation for me to be sure that I'm a part of the good workmen, that I'm actually doing what God's asked me to do, Matthew 28, to go and preach and share and help people find Jesus, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's an encouragement to me. So use these things. Commentaries are great. Reaching out to friends are great. Pastors are great. But be sure whatever you do, you're digging into the word and allowing the Holy Spirit to illuminate this incredible book God gave to us. Thank you so much for listening today. If you have any questions or comments, maybe a verse recommendation, I'd love to hear those. Or if you want to financially support this podcast, visit jasonjohncowart.com. And if you're in the Northeast Houston area and you're looking for a great church home, we'd love to have you at Freedom. Visit freedomdl.com for more information.